Hey, yo, what's up, legends? Welcome back to another episode here at the Vault Podcast. So, before I continue, we have a quick announcement. Uh, if you're listening it today, you know what's happening today later on. Cruz here. I want to invite you out to the legendary Rise Conference coming up on the 25th and the 27th. You do not want to miss it. It's in Antioch, California. We believe that God is going to have his way. And we truly believe that when you come in, you're going to experience breakthrough. You're going to receive a miracle and you're just going to leave transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are excited for all that God is going to do. So bring a friend or two. Come on out and experience what God has in store for you. Bless you. Yo, you guys don't want to miss this conference. And I'm not saying it because, like we always say, we're hosting it or because we're playing. But, you know, we've actually, you know, put work into this. You know, we've, we've prayed, we've fasted, and we just want to see a move start. Or, no, not start. It already started. We want this movement to continue forward. So, um, and this is what we're doing, you know. We want to encourage you guys to keep going forward that... You know, life is not, like, maybe the best right now because of, you know, the pandemic and now that this war is happening. But let's remember that our focus and our our, our, our future is in God's hands. So no matter what happens, we should, you know, trust God and know that whatever it's going to happen next, God is with us and He's fighting for us. And more than ever, we need to continue to preach the gospel and share the good news to as much as we can or the people that we can reach, neighbors, anyone that you can think of, you know, invite them to legendary um, nights. Every every Friday at 7.30, we have uh, services, uh, Sundays at uh, 10.30. And, and if you guys can't make it to the conference, don't worry, you guys. I got your back. I am going to be uploading the conferences next week so but in no means is i'm not saying don't go because you know it's nothing like living it and experience it yourself so just in case for some reason you can't make it i got you guys i am gonna upload it in the following week so uh with this i'm gonna let you guys uh listen to um eli's our pastor eli's preaching it's fire no uh, God's presence already started moving uh, a week before, so imagine what's gonna happen the day of. So I love you guys. Stay, stay safe, stay blessed, and as always, stay bold. God bless you guys. Glory to God! Come on, we are officially in week three of February, y'all. The months are going by so quick, and uh, I'm excited to announce that next week is legendary conference are you excited about that let me tell you you gotta you gotta share it with a friend come on don't hog it all to yourself make sure you tell a friend a neighbor come on a uh, 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 enemy no we don't have enemies in this place uh, uh, but make sure you tell it to somebody hey don't invite someone listen that's like if you discover like uh, uh, something that can heal somebody and uh, you just kept that secret to yourself, knowing there was a lot of sick people. 
That, that's what it is. So make sure that you tell people that need God to make it to the house of God next week. I don't care who you run into the store, uh, uh, at your work, in your school, in your daily, daily life. Invite someone to conference next week. Amen? Y'all with me? Y'all with me? All right. I said this last, uh, well, two weeks ago. I said, if, the, if you shout me down, I finish quicker. So you got to make sure that you're interactive with me, especially that I need it. My voice, uh, believe it or not, my voice is uh, a little bit gone. Uh, I've been yelling at my wife way too much this week. And uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't yell at her. Only sometimes. Um, and uh, so uh, just pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. But we are in week three of what? We're in a series called what? A series called Rise. Say it with me, Rise. Rise. We are in week three. You know, I brought in week one. Sister Serena brought a fire word last week. We had boxers up here. We had Gio up here. Give it up for Gio if he's in the house. Come on. Gio was in here boxing. And um, I get to, 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 to go to week three of Rise and, and hit that churning point so we can close it out right week four next week at Legendary. If you have your Bibles, how many have your real Bible with you? You got your real Bible? Raise your hand if you got your real Bible with you. Real, you, you real holy, you real holy, huh? How many have your iPhones with you? Come on, you got your iPhone Bible? That's great, that's great. Okay, that's good, that's good. Uh, how many have your Android Bibles with you? Android Bibles, Android Bibles. How many got your Android Bibles? Y'all don't want to raise your hand because I'm going to tell you to stand up and exit the room because we don't do Android in this place. Y'all already know that. So nobody, I there's about seven or eight of you. You guys just kept your hands down. You already know me. But if you have your Bible, I just quickly want to go about 15, 20 minutes, and then I want to get back into praise and worship. Who wants to praise and worship a little bit more? Amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Luke 17. Luke, sorry, Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. Uh, and we're going to be reading verses 11 through 17. Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. I found a story here that captivated me. Um, and it's a story that's powerful, and it goes with the theme arise. And we're going to read it together, okay? Now listen, I might change some of the verbiage here because I, I want to make sure that, that we understand. So I might change the city name to about Antioch, California. So I want you to really comprehend this. Ready? We're going to read this. All right, here it goes. It says, verse 11, it says, now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Antioch. Okay, it says name, but we're going to say Antioch. He went into a city called Antioch. And many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. Verse 12. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out. The only son of his mother. And she was a what? She was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. Verse 13. When the Lord saw her, he had what? He had compassion. Aren't you guys glad that the Lord has compassion on us? He had compassion on her and said to her, do not, do not weep. In other words, stop crying. Do not weep. Here it is. Verse 14. Then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, read it with me. Young man, I say to you, arise. Can I just touch a subject, a message tonight called, come on, tell the person next to you. I say to you, arise. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, I say to you, Arise, arise, go back, go back, go back. Verse 15, verse 15. 
here it goes verse 15 so he was dead and sat up and began to what to speak and he presented him to his mother 16 then fear came upon all and they glorified God saying a great prophet has risen up among us and God has visited this place how many know that God is visiting this place yeah God has visited his people here we go verse 17 here it is and this report about him went through all of Antioch and all the surroundings of Contra Costa County can I get an amen and all the report went around Antioch and all the surroundings of Contra Costa County I'm believing for such a move in this place that all the reports will go around the city of Antioch and all of Contra Costa County I got two people that believe it I'm believing a sound to come out that will shake all of Antioch and Contra Costa County I got no voice but I'm gonna give it all here tonight I'm gonna get loud and sweaty amen Amen. I, I started getting people asking me, like, why'd you name it Rise? What, what, what's, the, what's the point of Rise? It's such a short word. And what, what, what does Rise mean? What are, you, what are you referring to? So, you know, I, I had a context of, like, man, it's time to rise up. It's time to stand up. So I said, let me, let me do what normal people do. So I went to something called Google. Yeah, yeah. I went to something called Google, and I put, it, I, I put in the word Rise. And, and the first thing, I mean, the very first thing that populated was Gas prices are on the, he did that, y'all know who I'm talking about, gas prices are on the rise, and, and then I, I kept reading, and then the next thing was housing is on the, okay, clothing cost is on the, cars are on the, electronic prices are on the, furniture prices are on the, this is a list of literally what's been on the rise, medicine cost is on the, Vacation cost is on the, you get it, you get it. And then it began to get really negative. Like murder rate is on the, come on, I, I, need, I need some help. Suicide is on the, homosexuality is on the, abortion is on the, death is on the, anxiety is on the, come on, depression is on the. And I was reading down the list. And I kept reading, and suddenly the Lord stopped me and said, you get it? And I said, what are you talking about, Lord? He said, do you get it? And I said, no, I, I, don't, I don't get it, Lord. He's like, when's the last time you saw the church is on the rise? When's the last time you saw the child of God is on the rise? When's the last time you saw salvation is on the rise? When's the last time you saw miracles are on the rise? When's the last time you saw deliverance is on the rise? You won't find it. Why? Because the church has adopted culture. The church has become complacent. The church has adopted the culture instead of adopting the kingdom of heaven. And I don't know about you, but I am awaiting the day I search on Google and they say legendary youth is on the rise. The Yup Boys are on the rise. These Soul Sisters are on the rise. Antioch is on the rise, but for a good cause. On the rise, 
look at the next person next to you and say, I say to you, arise. Come on, tell them. I say to you, arise, arise, arise. We land in a story here. We land on the story. Listen to this. Where a mother, a mother is carrying her dead son. I don't think there is no greater pain than a father or mother losing a child. It's just not the order of life. Parents are supposed to go before children. But the Bible is very clear. And, and the Bible never leaves things, uh, it doesn't just say things just to say them. The Bible is very clear that this woman is a widow. So that means that she already lost her husband. That means that she already experienced the pain. That means that she already experienced the pain of loss. She had already walked through this journey. The Bible says that they were walking to the burial. They were going to go bury her son. And on the way, Jesus comes and walks up on them. And the Bible says that he touches what he touches the coffin I started to, to think about this why Jesus did not touch the man you, you begin to read the stories and you figure out that Jesus in many stories touches in many stories touches the man you, you see him touch the man that got his ear chopped off and he puts his ear you see him go down the dirt touch the blind man's eyes and he touches but in this case in this scenario he does not touch the man he touches the box that the dead man is in and I'm believing that God is about to touch boxes God is about to break the boxes of labels over your life God's about to break the boxes of labels that they've called you an addict you will no longer be an addict that they've called you suicidal you will no longer be suicidal that they called you good for nothing I'm talking to some people God is telling you you're worth it God is ready and ready to touch the boxes that you're in he's getting ready to break you out of the molds the molds that culture has tried to put you in the molds that that some of your parents probably said when you were growing up man you're, you're, you're just like your dad you're just like your mom you, you're good for nothing I mean I don't know about you but I talked to so many young kids and the first thing that they lack is identity the first thing that they lack is identity they don't know who they are they don't know whose they are why because nobody's ever told them hey you can do it rise up you got a dad maybe your dad wasn't there for you maybe your mom wasn't there but you got a God that is there for you you got a God that can lift you up you got a God that can push you through you got a God that can stand before you behind you aside you a God that can lead the Bible says that he has ordered our steps so many people trying to commit suicide what you don't understand is that when you try to commit suicide, the reason why people try to commit suicide is because of the past that they live. But what you don't understand that when you try to commit suicide, what you're really killing is your future. You're not really killing your past. What you're killing is your future. And your future is so bright. Your future is so much better. Your future has so much more purpose in it. And they're walking. And Jesus, being the Jesus that he is, come to buy I believe that tonight Jesus wants to break you out of, of the limitations the, of the boxes, the limitations that have stopped you, the limitations that had hold you back, the limitations that have had you stuck for years. You know, I grew up in church. How many people have grown up in church? I bet, I bet you all of us can name some brothers and sisters who have sat in the same chair at church for more than 10 or 15 years. They got their chair established. Mm -hmm. They think this is the Giants ballpark. They think they're going to take that chair with them once they hit like 65 years of age. God hasn't called you to a chair. God has called you to the nations. 
going to say that again. God has not called you to a chair. He's called you to a, word, a, a world that needs you. And I refuse to sit down. I want to rise up. How many of you want to rise up? Want to rise up? Amen, amen. People around you that have kind of boxed you in, that have labeled you. You know, I, I've discovered that there's really two types of people in this world. Two types of people. And the two types of people this number one, the first type of people is the people that say, can God? Can God? Can God really do it? Can God really heal me? Can God really deliver me? Can God forgive me? And then there's a second type of people that say, God can. You see how simple that is? It's the same words just switched over. Can God or God can? Can God heal me? God can heal you. God can deliver you. God can do it. But there's two types. It all boils down to perspective. How you see God. You know, I was talking with Pastor Daniel the other day, and he reminded me of a story that I did, and I, and I couldn't find it no more. I had to go back, and I shared it in a message in 2019, three years ago. I'm getting old, y'all. That's why I wear hats, because I'm balding. Yeah. I do. If I had facial hair like some of y'all, I'd go fully bald. I'm not there yet. I said 30 when I was 25. I'm saying 40 now when I'm 33, so it's all good. I'm going to keep riding this hat, this Nike hat. But we were talking and, and he reminded me of a story that I shared and I went back and I found it because it's really about perspective. Really about the people who say, God can or can God? And it reminded me of a story of a father. He was an alcoholic. And a lot of people have heard it, but a lot of people, there's new faces that haven't heard this story. And I need you to understand that it's all perspective. There was a dad who was an alcoholic, and he had two sons. And this dad would beat his, his, his wife in front of his sons. He would beat his two sons. He would punch them. He would shove them. He would throw cell phones. He would break TVs. He was an alcoholic. He was a raging alcoholic. And every time he walked into the house, he would create chaos. He cheated on his wife. He beat her. He did a whole bunch of stuff. And one day, this dad passes away. The two sons grow up, they get married, they both have families, and there's a friend that lived, that, that would see, that was her neighbor, and he witnessed both sons grow up and get married. And suddenly he started to notice two distinct different sons, two sons that were completely different. And he went up to one, one that again began to take over the dad issues, began to beat his wife, beat his children. He began to throw things, he began to spit in her face and do a whole bunch of horrible things. And he went up to him and said, yo, why are you like that, man? Why, why do you got to be like that? And this guy looked at him and said, I'm like this because my dad was an alcoholic. But then he saw the other son. And the other son was a loving father. He raised his kids right. He loved his wife. He was respectful. He honored God. He did a whole bunch of stuff that was good for the community. He was a man of honor. And he walked up to him and said, man, how did you come out like this? And his response was, because my dad was an alcoholic. If you understand, it's the same response from both boys, but a different outcome. You choose what perspective you want to look at things. You either choose to be just like your mom, you either choose just to be like your dad, you either choose to be like your uncles and, and aunties, or you choose to be different. You choose to do better. You choose to rise above every circumstance, every statistic that culture tries to place on you. You choose. It's perspective. It's how you see God.
Look at the person next to you and say, how do you see God? How do you see God? I quickly want to give you two points that God gave me, two powerful points that God gave me as I was reading this story. Number one, if you could throw it up there, I want you to read it with me. You cannot fit in and stand out at the same time. Look at the person next to you and say, you cannot fit in and stand out at the same time. The Bible says that there was a crowd of people with this woman and they were all going into the direction of the burial. Have you noticed that, that for some reason humans have a herd mentality? Herd, like sheep. I won't say cows because I don't want to compare people to cows. But we have a herd mentality. I'm going to tell you. I know this has happened to some of you guys. Have you ever hopped on the freeway and there's like two lines of traffic and you just like an obedient type of person, you just go and just get behind the cars of traffic and you're just there. And then like after 25, 30 minutes, you realize that if you just look over to the left, the lane is completely open and you're like, what was I doing in this line this whole entire time? And you're just looking like, why was everybody there? That hasn't happened to you? That's happened to me because we all just align up with different people. I'm going to tell you this. If I was to drop this mic right now, if I was to drop this mic and just take off running out those doors, you know what happened? You follow me, right? Yeah. You guys would be like. That, that's what you guys would do. Because we have a, tend, we have a tendency to follow culture. We have, we have a tendency to follow what everybody else is doing. If they're doing it, it's got to work. If they're saying it, it has to work. If they're investing in crypto, it has to work. <laughs> if they're buying houses, it has to work for me. What if God has a different assignment for you? What if God has a different road for you? I love this picture because the lady is walking with her son in a casket one way. But Jesus encounters her coming the other way. It's a perfect image for what we should do in culture. We should not be going with culture. We should be pushing back against culture. And I'm not talking about being disrespectful to people. I'm talking about loving people and standing up for what you believe in. I mean, if people can celebrate Pride Month, celebrate the things they believe in, why cannot you celebrate a God who died for you, a God that loved you, sacrificed his only son just for you? If you do a little bit of studying, I studied this, and it says this, listen to this. It says this mom was carrying her son with an open casket. Who's ever been to a funeral where they're traveling, not at the service, they're traveling with an open casket? Nobody, because I wouldn't be at that funeral. I'd be scared. She's traveling with an open casket. She's walking, an open casket. Here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus. I love this. Watch this. And in those days, this is what they would do. They would pay people. You got me? Thank you. You saw some like canola oil coming down my face? Okay, that's all good. I was eating flautas. All right, anyways. Um, she's walking. She's walking. Listen to this. In those days, in those days, they would pay people to follow the person who had lost a loved one. So in other words, the mom is walking with a whole bunch of fake people behind her. And they were paid, listen to this, they were paid that when she would start weeping, they would, ah, ah, she would 
stop, they, they would stop. Yeah. Not only that, they would also make the crowd wear the clothes of the dead man in the box. So that they said, oh, we're carrying part of him to the cemetery. And they're walking. And as they're walking, Jesus comes. Isn't it funny that Jesus comes and does counterculture? You were not supposed to touch dead things. And Jesus comes and touches the box. And what happens when he touches the box? What happens? We read it. It says, immediately the boy stands and arises and begins to what? Isn't it amazing that when God touches dead things, people begin to speak? Isn't it amazing that when God touches things that are no good, suddenly they become better than ever? Isn't it amazing that when God gets a hold of you and touches someone, something that was dead, something that was no good, something that was meant for garbage, when God gets a hold of you, he will make you arise and begin to speak. And I don't know about you, maybe there's about five or six of you, but if God has touched you, if you've encountered God, I want you to give him a 30-second praise break and begin to speak to God right now. This boy began to speak and, and I just I'm weird like this when I read the Bible I get all juiced James heard me I scream in the room she, she walks in she's like are you okay baby I'm like get out I get into it because I was thinking like this I was thinking if I get up off the casket and I look at people and they have my J's on they got my Yeezys on they got my hoodie and my sweaters and my chains on I'm like hey I need that back, I need that back, I need that back, I need, why don't you tell the enemy, I need that back, I need that back, I need that back, I need that back. Is there anybody that can tell the enemy, hey, I ain't dead no more, I need all that stuff back. I need all that stuff back. About to get gangster like the Super Bowl here right now. Number two, number two, write this down quick. Number two. Here it is. God is not limited. I want you to pay attention. It can get tricky here. God is not limited. He's not limited. However, what we think of God, what we think God can do is limited. God is not limited, but what we think God can do can be limited. I wrote this down. The God that you'll see is the God that you'll get. The God that you see is the God that you'll get. You got little Jesus, you'll get little Jesus. You got medium Jesus, you'll get medium Jesus. You got big Jesus, the Savior of the world, you'll get big Jesus, the Savior of the world. The God that you see is the God that you'll get. You don't believe me? In the Bible it talks about Jesus. Listen to this. Jesus goes back to his hometown. He goes back to his hometown. And the Bible says that he cannot perform miracles. Hey, Eli's preaching good everywhere. He went back to 501 Center Drive and he didn't know the Bible. Imagine that the Savior of the world, Jesus, the Messiah, goes back after doing all these miracles, goes back to his hometown. The Bible said he could not perform a miracle. He just laid hands on a few people. A few people got healed, but no dead man rose. No, no uh, paralytic stood up. No blind could see. He, he, he could not perform it. 
I'm going to tell you why. This is the definition. The God that you see is a God that you'll get. Some people said, oh, that's, that's, that's Mary and Joseph's son. <laughs> oh, that, that's just little Jesus. That, that's Mary and Joseph's son. So what they get? They got Mary and Joseph's son. Oh, that, that's the carpenter. He, he came in and fixed the frame in my house. He came in and, and fixed the wood in my house. So what they get? They got Jesus, the carpenter. But others saw Jesus as the Messiah. So what did they get? They got Jesus, the Messiah. I'm going to tell you, sis, you get Jesus, the carpenter, he'll build your house. But you get Jesus, the Messiah, he'll build your life. He'll build your life together. He'll build your life upwards. He'll build your life a better place, a better moment. He'll give you purpose. He'll give you life. He'll give you it all. It's how you see Jesus. The question is, how do you see Jesus tonight? One thing that I refuse to do is wait a week to shout in conference. I'm not here to shout for conferences. I'm here to shout for Jesus. I'm not here to shout for preachers. I'm here to shout for Jesus. I'm not here to hype up a man. I'm here to hype up Jesus. This mother is walking. I'm going to finish it up here. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. This mother is walking. She's lived this before. The Bible has made it clear. It says that she was a widow. Her husband had died. She had walked this journey. She had gone through this suffering before. But this time was different. I'm going to tell you why this time was different. Because this time, she decided to keep the lid off the coffin. She decided to keep the lid off of her miracle. Nobody walks with an open coffin. But she said, this time, I'm going to keep the lid off the coffin. I'm going to keep the lid off my miracle. I don't care how long it takes. Even if I'm walking and Jesus never shows up, I'm going to keep my faith standing. I'm going to keep my faith knowing that at whatever moment, at whatever second, Jesus can show up. And you know what happened? Jesus showed up and the coffin was open. Imagine if the coffin was closed. The boy could have never stood up. But because the coffin was open, the lid was off, the man was able to stand to his feet. I come to tell you, don't try to put the lid on your calling open the lid off your calling open the lid off your purpose and at some moment in whatever moment God will come encounter you and you should rise up and speak I'm gonna ask you to rise up right now if you can take anything from this message is don't put the lid on your calling if you say who am I to preach brother who am I to speak Man, I say the same questions all the time. Who am I to speak? I'm the same guy with problems. Same guy with issues. Same guy with so many mistakes. The only difference is I've decided to keep the lid open. That's it. I refuse to seal and close myself, myself into a coffin. I want you to just close your eyes in this place. I want to invite you. I felt such a strong presence for worship in this place earlier. And I want to invite you. Listen, don't you dare wait for next week. Don't leave for tomorrow what you can do right now. If that's you and you say, Lord, I'm tired 
of burying myself in a box. I'm tired of burying myself in moments, in circumstances, in situations. Today, I remove the lid over my life. I simply want to invite you to this altar right now, right now. If that's you, just come up, just come up, just come up. Let's lift it up, let's lift it up. That's good, that's good, that's good. Yes, Jesus. There's a move of God here.
I want the voices to just begin to pray in this room. You know, when the disciples were walking with Jesus, there was no music. They would begin to pray with their own voice. become so accustomed to routine at times that when there's no music and when there's no preacher we don't know how to act but we do know how to act because we worship God in a raw authentic self we worship God for who he is is there anybody that can worship God for who he is we don't need nothing added he is God all by himself he is God all alone he is Yeshua he is Jehovah Jireh he is Adonai he is Shaddai he is here he is present in this place Yeah. 
to shower us with your love with your goodness with your grace Lord let your grace be all over us Jesus Father we are not perfect people but we serve a perfect God we are not good people but we serve a good God we are not great people but we serve a great God you are God and we serve you and there is no one above you there is no name